Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you've had a great time, a great day and the start of a new week. Um, and today I thought I'd do something special for my podcast. So thank you very much for joining me. I really appreciate your time you spend with me. As the title suggests, today is C.V. Raman Day, uh, a day for science, uh, the National Science Day in India. Every year on the 28th of February, National Science Day observers observes the disclosure of the Raman effect by the Indian scientist and physician C.V. Raman. It is observed every year to commemorate the importance of science and to remind us of the impact it had on our lives. Um, um, there are several hundred unsolved mysteries of nature which would definitely uh, get inside the knowledge of public domain today as far as the concept goes um we've innovated and um and research for time immemorial and every junction in life should be made into an intellectual laboratory there is a lot to learn there's a lot to innovate and um, it is for every generation to take to walk that journey of innovation um, and science um, and we thank uh, all those who contribute to us and to the generations to come uh, so i saw this right up on lunasectacy.com that's l-u-n-a-r-s-e-c stacy.com. If you get a chance, please don't hesitate to go on their website. They have a fantastic website and they were the ones who brought this attention to me for Raman Effect or CV Raman Day. Now, very important to note that science is a Latin word. It's an anglicized form of Latin and the Latin word scienta means knowledge. Just that's what it means, knowledge. But what knowledge were they talking about? They were talking about astronomy. So knowledge or scienta is no different from vid in Sanskrit, Sanskrit, which means the Vedas, uh, which is the Vedas, and it means knowledge. What knowledge are they talking about? Astronomy. Why? Because we're an astronomical, our cosmos is astronomical, and we are an extension of that cosmos. The entire cosmos has uh, is made up of two is one thing magnetic field that or what we call a gravitational field we are uh, metaphysical energy we're made up of two things phys- um, electro magnetic so electric and we're made up of magnetic uh, two, three, two charges and the electric charge is divided into two that's negative and positive and the magnetic is a uh, is a neutral charge so you will attract if you're overloaded on negative, you'll attract negativity. If you're overloaded, unbalanced on positive, you'll attract positive energy. The goal is to keep that balance. So we are an electromagnetic field, and this field has photosynthesized and metamorphosized over the billions of years to form mass, uh, planets, atmosphere, and life. And that f- further photosynthesis and metamorphosis has led us to the different species of life, and out of which one is the human being. But at the core, we are still an electromagnetic field. So we're going to talk about something special today because this is the day of science. And um, 
on my Facebook page, if you see, I have uh, um, linked right to the first, for a very long time, I have linked my main post to something uh, that I wanted everyone to see. Uh, a picture from Malta, it says, this ancients use sound to heal. So we're going to talk about sound today because it's the CB Raman Effect Day, the day for science. So we're going to talk about sound that was used by ancient civilizations, including our Vedic civilization, to heal. In Malta, at the oldest underground temple in the world, there is a room called the Oracle Chamber designed to vibrate sounds of uh, 111 hertz, which scientists know now kills cancer cells using the power of the 11th harmonic. Okay, so this ancient civilization knew about this uh, ability of sounds because our ancient civilizations pre-Abrahamic knew all of this. And right um, below that picture on my Facebook page, Religions, Regimes and Refugees, um, I have another picture got from uh, the, the group on Facebook. Tatvamasi, I repeat, Tatvamasi, or unity of the Atman with the Brahman, that means unity, unity of the Atman, the soul with our cosmos, uh, our absolute, that means our, um, um, Brahman, uh, yeah, Brahman means uh, the, the creator, the electromagnetic universe, the cosmic universe that we are. So we are already united um, and we, we just have to understand the, the, the science behind it. And there's a Facebook page called Tatva Masi. It's linked to my Facebook page because I've subscribed to it. And it shows a beautiful picture and it says the energy of our thoughts, words and actions and emotions collectively create the frequency of our vibrational aura. I repeat that. The energy of our thoughts, words and actions and emotions collectively create the frequency of our vibrational aura. So it is very important to understand we're an electromagnetic field. We work in frequencies like any tower, like a, um, a telephone tower. It emits frequencies. So we have frequencies and these frequencies roam in cycles of, of um, like currents and waves. So I went researching for ancient sound technology uh, and it's important to do that for everyone if you go, if you have time, research ancient sound technology. That means ancients that use heal, uh, sound to heal. And I came across this uh, article on G-A-I-A, -A, G-A-I-A.com, that's G-A-I-A.com. Okay, and I'm going to read it to you and explain it to you how the ancients use sound, um, sound for uh, healing. And I will also then go to Indian temples after that, and and you will see how India, the the ancient Vedic civilization that we have still had those that technology and still has it till today. Um, so every ancient civilization is based on the belief of the sanctity that is sound from the Old Testament uh, to uh, where God said, let there be light, because light is also sound, to the meditative om of the Hindu tradition. Sound represents a spiritual significance that is essential to the human relationship, to nature, self and one another. The first ancient people known to uh, 
to use sound as a healing power are the indigenous people of North Australia. However, that is just research. We know that all ancient civilizations did have uh, ancient sound. Uh, the ancient culture created a kind of young of sound healing expressed to um, of a sort of did gridu. I don't know what that is. I think it's an ancient uh, pipe uh, or its ancient name, the Yidaki, made from fallen eucalyptus branches hollowed out by termites. So, yes, it is the an ancient uh, uh, a pipe, uh, um, a trumpet or a horn like the uh, the Yidaki is considered to be the oldest and wind instrument dating back to more than 40,000 years. Used in ceremonial rituals and its healing properties, the did uh, gridu was also used to communicate across far distances due to the unique sound waves, which is believed to be able to be heard through the earth. The low frequencies produced by this instrument are thought to heal, help uh, with mobility and open up energetic flows, that means your chakras. Uh, he who knows the secret of sound knows the hidden mystery of the whole universe, my dear friends. Um, and this is a quote by the ancient um, Islamic scholar Hazrat Iniat Khan. But yes, we, we do know that all our ancient civilizations had sound. North American indigenous cultures incorporated reciprocal parti uh, participation in their tribal ceremonies with a complex and interconnected musical exchange that ranged across nations and tribes. Used for its ritualistic purposes, creative expression and healing, making and sharing music has always been central to the Native American American daily life. According to the American Indian Heritage um, Foundation, unusual irregular rhythms and somewhat off-key style of singing are used. No harmony is ever incorporated, although sometimes many people sing at once. Um, and other times vocals are solo. Native American vocals are passionate, used to invoke the spirits, ask for rain or healing, or used to heal the sick. Uh, when we say American Indian, I'm talking of Native Indian, okay? Native to the Americas. So many researchers feel that Native American music is some of the most complex ever performed. The tensing and releasing of vocals combined with varying drum beats make it a very intricate form of art. In ancient Egypt, seven vowels served the sacred sounds, creating a strong euphony of harmonic conversions in in addition to the human voice, Egyptian high priestesses played the sistrum in ancient ceremonies, a kind of a rattle with metal disc attached to it that generated an ultrasound to enhance healing, that which is still in use today. The ancient uh, Egyptians believed so strongly in power and uh, in the power of sound and the sanctity of sound that there were no vowels present in their written language of hieroglyphics. Ancient Greece gave birth to what we call music therapy. Pythagoras, uh, the founder of the Pythagoras Mystery School, is also believed to have discovered musical in intervals. Uh, he, he says every each celestial body, in fact, each and every atom, produces a particular sound on account of its movement, its rhythm of vibration. 
All these sounds and vibration form a universal harmony in which each element, while having its own function and character, contributes to the whole, creating what Syrian philosophers Lam Lambicus reserved to as musical medicine. Similar to the ancient medicines, the ancient Greeks built healing chambers designed for dream sleep, which also incorporated the therapeutic reuse of reverberant surfaces and parallel facing stones as well as musical instruments. Vocal chanting is also prominent in ancient Chinese and Tibetan cultures, which intricate variations to positively impact physical well-being, psychological health, spiritual mastery. Beyond the human voice, Tibetan singing bowls uh, have been used for centuries for healing and brain wave stimulations. They've been likened to the sound of the universe. Lastly, Tibetan uh, gongs can encompass the entire audible um, sound spectrum considered to have positive, positive effect on overall cellular health. Um, ancient sound te technology uses um, magnetic resonance, okay, very important, as evidenced by its importance that sound plays in ancient cultures. In pre-Christian times, an imperfect harmonic interval was considered to be the pathway to understanding the world. With the fall of Rome, Christianity became politicized by Emperor Constantine, and pagan knowledge of harmony in nature was forbidden. This was even legislated by the church and enforced by the Inquisition. And for hundreds of years, harmonic knowledge was pushed underground. Despite or in response to this prohibition, interest in ancient sound technology flourished through the ages. In fact, a number of famous historical figures believe and practice in cymatics, the study of sound and vibration made visible, typically on the surface of a plate, diaphragm or membrane. Even Leonardo da Vinci observed and wrote that the dust that forms specific shapes, depending on the vibration levels, I say then that when a table is struck in different places, the dust that is upon it reduced to various shapes and moles and tiny hillocks. Galileo wrote that using a chisel to scrape a brass plate and observing of a long row of fine streaks, parallel and equidistant from one another, um, thought to be caused by sound vibrations. German musician and scientist of the mid-1700s and creator of Chaldean figures discovered that geometric, geometric patterns could be made through the stroke of a violin bow against a brass plate filled with sand, one of the most important milestones in the field of acoustics my friend i will post this on my uh website on my uh, religious re religions regimes and refugee page on facebook i hope you would uh, take a look at it but it's just to give you a gist that sound therapy existed in the ancient world using uh electromagnetic energy um 
and vibration techniques. Uh, and all these ancient churches, you see, they're all at one point were temples of sound where sound vibrated, built on electromagnetic fault lines. Uh, sound vi they use sound techniques to vibrate and the people on the inside would then, um, what would happen is that it would, it, they would use this sound to heal. So the person would be sitting in the center chanting uh, mantras or what they call, I don't know if you've seen Christian monks, uh, singing, harmonic singing. Um, um, and that gave us... Um, and that would then heal them, these chambers of sound, these huge, immense churches were actually temples uh, on fault lines. And these temples were made with specific, uh, uh, specific um, materials and specific design to vibrate sound. And that's why when you go and you think you are in heaven, but it's actually the ancients who had this knowledge, but Christianity pushed it underground. So you can go for your homework today. Please do not forget to research, uh, if I'm able to give you some homework, that is, uh, research ancient sound technology and, uh, and, and magnetic resonance. And if you want, you can go onto YouTube and just say sound hurts uh, for healing 418 or 415 or 111. And that heals. That is sound therapy you get on the internet on YouTube and it can help you to heal. So as promised, I will go to uh, Indian temples. Um, an Indian temple is, is based, is always the ancient Indian temples are based on fault lines where the magnetic energy is at its maximum. Okay, The stone idol at the core of the temple is known as Garbagriha or Mool Satsatanam. Ideally, the structure of the temple is built after the the main idol has been placed in the high positive and wave centric place in the olden days the temples were built uh, in such a way that the floor at the center of the temple were good had good conductors of positive vibrations allowing them to pass through our feet and through the body hence it was necessary to walk barefoot while you enter the temple and that is why i i say those temples are built on electromagnetic fault lines so the five senses of the body gets activated when you are inside the temple if the positive energy inside the temple is absorbed properly that is only if you ensure that all the five senses are activated in your body while in the temple. The senses of the human body are sight, hearing, taste, sight, and, sm and smell. And also the place of worship is said to be pleased if your five senses are balanced. Um, so basically, um, something else that I wanted to show you. Um, just bear with me here, won't be very long. Okay, so we're still on um, on the on the location on the temples. Uh, the location of the deity of the temple are located where the positive energy available from magnetic and electro and electric wave distributions of of north or south pole trust. The main idol is placed in the core center of the temple. In fact, the temple structure is built after the idol has been placed. And the place of the deity is where the magnetic 
Earth's magnetic waves are found to be at its maximum. That's what I was talking about earlier. Um, if you notice a copper plate beneath the main idol of the temples, uh, the reason behind this is the copper plates absorb magnetic force and radiate it in the surroundings. The person visiting the temple would receive the beam and magnetic waves and this is a very slow process and a regular visitor would eventually start feeling the positive vibes. Um, a temple bell, very important. We see the temple bells and we say, oh my God, what are those noise? So a temple bell is another scientific phenomenon. It is just your ordinary metal. It is made of various... It is, sorry, it is not your ordinary metal. It is made of various metals, earth, including calcium, lead, copper, zinc, nickel, chromium, and manganese. And manganese. The proportion of which each one of them is mixed is a real science behind the bell. Each of these bells is made to produce a distinct sound that can create unity of your left and right brain. The moment you ring the bell, it produces a lasting sound which lasts for a minimum of seven echo mode, which is good enough to touch your seven healing chakras. The brain empties all your thoughts. Invariably, you enter a state of trance where you are very receptive. The trance state is the one of awareness. Um... So, basically... Um Temples are a place where it contains pure vibrations of magnetic and electric fields with positive energies. Um, the, and in the olden days, in the old temples, the floor at the center of the temple were good conductors of positive vibration, allowing them to pass through your body. Hence, it is necessary to walk barefoot when you enter the temple. The idol inside the chamber absorbs all the energy from the bell sound, the camphor heat and the vibrate and vibrates the positive energy within this chamber for a certain duration of time. When you do the circumambulation at this point, you tend to observe, absorb all these positive vibrations once your five senses are activated. So that, my dear friend, is important for you to understand the ancient uh, sound technology. Um, these sound technologies are non-intrusive and they heal from the inside. They heal your cancers. They heal a lot of ailments. And, and we've been using it through machines right now and pretending that we are innovative. But we're not innovative. We are retarded, actually, if pardon my pun. It's because um, in the ancient world, they all knew this. They all knew this. And with the dawn of these Abrahamic religions, uh, it sort of went under, under, the, under the carpet because they said, oh, wait, we have God. God is our spirituality. God is our healer. And they forgot about this fantastic technology that we had prior to these Abrahamic um, religions coming along and believing in God and, and this one God and he's going to heal but we've only got a mess out of it and so it's important to go back and understand the science of electromagnetism if you want you can google it electromagnetic waves or electromagnetism um, see how we work see how the uh, our body moves our chakras how we are made up or what we are made up of 
and the currents, the frequencies that form currents and waves, and understand the capacity of sound to heal, and our ancients who knew this. Uh, so thank you very much for your time. This is the homework for today to, to, to learn about sound, because today is the CV Raman uh, effect day, um, and it's to give him thanks and to remind ourselves that without science, without the knowledge of science, our universe, our cosmic universe that lives inside us, we are not going to go anywhere because we are... Um, uh, energy field. So I will leave you again on uh, for today. Only <laughs> I'll be back tomorrow on the words that we started with, that I we I I talked about a little earlier on. The energy of your thoughts, your words, your actions, and emotions collectively create the frequency of our vibrational aura. Okay, my dear friends. So thank you very much for your time. I really appreciate it. I wish you a great day, a great scientific day. And do not forget to uh, do your homework or um, recognize uh, our scientists and physicists, um, Dr. C.V. Raman. And thank you very much to him and his legacy. Thousands and millions of us Indians and all people all over the world have, have a lot to be grateful for. So thank you once again. Stay safe, my friends, until we meet again. Cheers.